Hey, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Startup Diary. And what we're going to try and do is we're going to cover off uh, in this brief little intro what to, you're going to get out of today's show. We're going to try a little bit of a different dynamic so you know what you're in for. A bit more structure. A bit more structure. We're getting there. Seeing as we're here to stay. Seeing what you did there, mate, because this one is actually all about structure and getting formal. That was totally not planned for you, though. It's just... I like it. I like it. We're, we're in sync. Monday morning. It's going well. Um, so today's episode is all about getting formal and some of the mindset changes I've had to go through in terms of thinking yourself as a startup and what it really means to be a startup and then building processes into the business. So cover off why I believe we're at a point now where we need to be a bit more formal and build some more structure into what we do day to day. Talking about the difference between sort of personal processes and then team processes. I want to dig into yourself, Harry, and how you do your current workflow and the tools that you use. And then my personal processes for doing tasks through email um, and my task management tool. And then wrapping up with just a bit of a conversation around how we're thinking things are going and over the next six to 12 months, how adding a bit of formality should allow us to grow faster uh, compared to wasting some time. Ready to get into it? Slurp of that coffee. Barista edition. Nice. We don't cheap out of coffee in our office, Harry. <laughs> what does barista edition even mean? I don't know. Let's get into it. So what's... <clears throat> 100-year-old startup. So do you want to open with that? Over to you. 100-year-old startup, Adam. What does that even mean? So look at some notes we made for the show. Again, structure, formality, getting there. Um, There's a great quote from a guy called Phil Libin, who runs Evernote. Uh, I'm not even sure if he's the current MD. I think he he brought someone else underneath him. Um, Did Did he make it? Still not there yet, Harry. But he talks about wanting to build. No, I mean, did he make? Is it? Did he come up with Evernote? Yes, yeah, yeah. Evernote was his. Evernote. <laughs> did he make it? Has he made, has he made it in life? I thought you were asking, is Evernote a hundred-year-old business now? And I'm like, dude, it's like twelve or whatever it is. I'm well aware. Um, so he talks about a hundred-year-old startup, and I thought those two those two things don't often sit next to each other because people think about a startup as. Mm. A young company in a garage, no formality, no processes, just making it up every single day to try and get some traction. Sounds familiar. Exactly right. And then, uh, and then when Phil Lubin came out with this, it kind of made you sit back and think. So, what what really is a startup? Um, because everyone again thinks it's based on time. You're a new business. Mm. Um, whereas the way that this is phrased, and as well that when you look into some of the definitions of being a startup, they're talking about it's. It's not about time. It's about whether you're in a growth stage. It's whether you're in a high growth company. So if you're continually making big impact, big changes, big innovation, you're a startup regardless of age. So I, I love that as a, as a principle um, because I don't want to be building a business that becomes the sort of the, you know, the corporate uh, and everyone comes in uh, and they have set processes and, and set structure to do every day. But we are shifting some things in the business. <laughs> I can see a little wry smile it's on your because, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you thinking? Uh, no, it's just, it's it's funny how that that's always like the vibe that a start. It's like come in, we'll sit on bean bags, we'll like have beers in the fridge and all this jazz. We have fifty percent of that. But, but when you have, when you realise that you actually need to get shit done in a day, um, yeah, you need to actually have a bit of structure. You can't just be winging it every day of the week. No, exactly. And I, I think I think one of that culture comes off is you see some of the some of the big players, so like the Googles of the world where they have the bean bags, they have the 20% time, they have the, the food on site. But then when you actually look under the covers to why these guys do it, simple fact is if you're more happy at work and you've got food at work and you've got a rest area at work, you're going to spend more time at work. 
and they're going to get more out of you. Yeah, um, yeah they're, still, they're still working the socks off. It's, those things you think of luxuries that they just get to mess around with, actually they're, they're working at 110%. Exactly. But they've got that luxury to <laughs> relax. Yeah, so, so yeah, we, we kind of, we want to make sure that as a company we... So my challenge that I'm going through at the moment is I want to make sure that we are still an attractive company for uh, for the right candidates to join the team. So one of the things that I know I'm going to be spending 25 to 40% of my time on in the next 12 months is hiring. And maintaining a culture where it's clearly still a fun, fast-growing startup is really important because people aren't going to move from high-growth companies to your company yeah. if they don't enjoy the culture and the vibe there. And having the balance of we've got a really fun culture, but we get shit done. And when we have the set processes in order to allow us to scale the business, that's like this really interesting time that I'm at now. And I don't really know much about it, but I'm just trying to work it out. Because up until now, we've had a really small team basically doing loads of different jobs Mm. all the time and just mucking in. And then over the last sort of 12 months, probably 18 months, everyone's got loads more focused and like streamlined with their roles. Uh, And... As we brought new people in, so Edie's a prime example, is Edie's come into the job and has asked a number of questions in terms of, so what happens when we do this? Or Harry can have a deadline for that? Or Matt, what's the process for that? And we haven't had any written down. We've had it in between us because we know like, oh, Harry does this and I get that. I'll chase him for this. And in our heads, we've got it all. And then I realized when Edie's come in, she's probably had to do a couple of hours worth of chasing every single week just to work out who does what, what's the process? And we've kind of gone, we don't really have one at the moment. And I had to take a step back when I did Edie's onboarding, sort of like we're at a point now where we can't go through that every single time. Because adding one person in is fine, but we're adding two new yeah. bodies into the office this week. On Thursday, we've got two new starters. And, it, and one of them's a sales guy. And if he does his job, and if you haven't listened to probably 143 was the episode about sales. I think so. Yeah. Um, Really enjoyed that show, to be honest. Uh, just talking about sales and strategy and bringing the first sales guy and go and listen to it. And if he does his job properly and that goes the way I want it to, we're going to have a sales team of five people by March. By March. Like, can you believe it's October? It's rid- no, don't even start. I can't believe how dark it was when we got into work this morning, to be honest. Um, so we're at a point now where we won't be able to scale as quick as we want unless we add a bit of formality into the team, as well as adding more responsibilities to the current members because I know what's going to happen is we're going to bring people in underneath you guys. And as I said to Fordy, because he's got someone starting underneath him this week, is Danny does not report into me. I haven't got time. I just yeah. don't. And the trouble is if if Fordy doesn't have set processes that he follows and he's got it all in his head, and we know it and we whiteboarded it and we got the process of building the website, understood it completely, down by the hour, down by you do this, you collect that, you don't start this. And he's got a really, really nice process now. We're going through it with him today, actually, um, of every box he needs to tick to build his website package out. And that allows him to then transfer that knowledge into Danny and say, Danny, here's the process that we follow. So he doesn't have to come in and work it out and make shit up as he goes along, which we've all had to do for the last two years. So the idea now is building some processes in the team that allow us to scale loads faster. Because mm-hmm. at the moment, if we don't have that, then every one person that joins is sapping up everyone's time teaching them stuff that we could document once agree on and then just roll it out yeah i think um use the word formality um Mm -hmm. getting more formal it's more it's more a case of just being organized like these processes we're bringing in we're not we're not turning into a corporate machine so much as just getting some 
processes in place to help optimize the flow because like you say that as soon as you as soon as we've got a team of just raj and then five guys bringing all this work if there's a if there's a um What's the opposite of efficient? An inefficient inefficient process. Um, the more workload you put on that, the m- it just builds on top. So there's just you, there's lost time. There's uh, lost time on everything. So it's like it's like yeah. in, a, in a production line. If something's taking twelve minutes when it should really only be taking ten, those extra two minutes over five processes could have made another unit. Yeah, yeah, I get and, it. And it yeah, oh, yeah. Jesus, throw me, Mike. Um, and yeah, that, and, about and, that and that is the and that's the issue, though. Isn't it? If if we if the process I do at the moment is has an element of time wasting, and you then have five people doing that exact same process, just compounds <laughs> a problem. It compounds a problem. Compounds a problem all go. day. Um, throw my mic again. But well. but you know the the real difficulty is is it's not just changing my mindset around it. It's changing the team's mindset around it. Mm. And that's one of the things that's my job as, as the founder to do is, is making sure that people understand the reason we're adding this formality is to make their job easier yeah. and to allow us to grow the business, to reward the team members as I want to. Um, because up until now, certain reporting hasn't taken place, but it needs to. Because Edie needs to know the thing that you're doing or the thing that I'm doing, is it working? And before it's been like, We'd sit down, we look at the numbers over a beer, we look at it, we go, okay, let's work this out. Hey, next yeah, week, we've always been aware this. of it. But... Yeah, but like having that formality in place is going to really allow us to just just to grow things, and like you say, uh, not waste time between tasks. So for me at the moment, it's working out how do I get the team on board to add a bit of formality in. And it kind of really all started, and it was my introduction to it. It was me being a bit tactical, but getting workwear for us all. Because that was, a, if you think about it, that was my first step. To adding, <laughs> you're thinking how devious I am now. <laughs> that was my first step in adding a little I, bit of structure. I think I'm thinking there's more to it than uniform. What do you mean? I don't know. I thought, because because we were, we're talking about process, I thought, has he, did he ask us to do something? <laughs> no, so no. just just in I, terms I, I of adding you. a little bit of structure, uniform, it just for me, I love it because it, it just makes my life easier when I'm picking clothes in the morning. I totally agree. Now I don't have to worry about t-shirts. Exactly, but it was my it was my start to saying actually, guys, I would thought how can I add a bit of structure in that look, like, looks a bit more fun than oh guys, we've got a new checklist. So it was, it's when we get expert trader branded ties and shirts <laughs> embroidered. Can't wait for that. Uh, but it was okay. We'll just uh, um, like we still come in jeans and trainers and all that stuff. But we got t-shirts and polos. We wear t-shirts to work, and we have got clients coming in. We wear polos, mm-hmm. and just adding that was the first introduction to a bit of formality, just to set us off that on that that path of guys. Things are going to change a little bit, but it is for the best for everyone in the company. Um, sneaky, sneaky, uh, tactical. <laughs> Uh, onboarding what I've, what I've team. seen is when you get a shirt is having the company name or logo on the collar yeah in the little corner mm. yeah I can sort I can sort you one of them out like right? the ET icon and then expert trades you printed something mate I wasn't planning on it I don't know what's happening over there I think someone's connected to it remotely <laughs> thought he could be printing his Eddie, resignation letter and just sending it <laughs> Uh, brilliant. So in terms of where we are, let's have a look at what we're doing. We're talking about processes, uh, team processes and personal processes. Team processes for me is just working out. Someone is printing something. Team processes for me is just working out stuff where we can collaboratively, collaboratively pull together. It's really distracting. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea why our printer just started. 
Should we go and have a look? I've never heard. Let me go and investigate. Let me just go and investigate. We'll keep. We'll we'll take the podcast with us. So, guys, we are going to get back. We're going to get back to the main show. Oh, is it the Franken machine? It's the Franken machine. Sounds like it stopped. Maybe it's just doing an update. Okay. So, in terms of the processes, walk and talk, Harry. In terms of the processes, we are now thinking about how to collaboratively as a team, because. One thing I've realized is the team is actually really fragmented on how we do our individual tasks. And if we all did our individual tasks the same way, then pulling everyone together at scale for projects would be easier. And part of me wanted to actually drive everyone into the same task management tool. So at the moment, we've got... <laughs> is that, smirk I just imagine... If, the thing is, is I know what would happen if I pulled 40 off Asana. Because he has built, he's built Asana. But why is he on Asana? So let's just talk about this. Let's so go back to the Let's go early back in days. time. So I, my goal 18 months ago was actually to have everyone working on one platform. Good intentions. Good, thank you. Uh, so we started off with Asana. But the problem is with Asana, for me, is everyone just started assigning stuff to me. And I didn't like it. Because I didn't, basically I looked at my Asana, I had too much to do. And I didn't find any of it really important that's going to move the needle of the business. But it was, it was tasked like 40, can you... Chase this, can you pay that? Can you do and it all makes sense. It's all admin that I need to do. But it flooded my actual to-do to-do list to the point where I looked at it, I was like, oh, none of that's important to me. I'm gonna go and go back to my own little handwritten notes of what I need to do. So Fordy was on Asana, the team was on Asana, and we tried to pull you on Asana, remember that? Remember those yeah, days, Harry? I, so Asana never gelled with me because Maybe it's because I never fully understood how it worked, but for yeah. me, it just looked like a lot of lists. And there was there was a list down the side, and when I clicked on one of those, it opened up another list. And then in those had it, but it wasn't like a check off to do list. It was just like a mammoth list of information. Uh, yeah, it, I ne- I basically never got it. But in terms of, uh, we'll get onto your workflow and why I think forcing everyone onto the same tool doesn't work for us as a team because everyone's got very different workflows that they follow. Some of them are very task-driven. Mm. So if you look at what Danny's coming in to do, that is physically do this, add that here, write that copy, tick, 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 you're building the website package out. Whereas yours is more of a workflow in terms of a two-way dynamic with a, potentially a client. Mm. So Ford is on Asana, you're on Trello. Trello, Edie's on a little bit of Wonderlist, predominantly Google Drive, still does task by email, which drives me insane. Uh, and I use, I do a combination of email and Wonderlist um, for myself. So my email, I don't drive tasks from email. So let's just get into yourself, Harry. Uh, Trello, so for your core role, we won't spend too long on it, but how do you currently use Trello? So I originally, uh, you brought up Wonderlist. I had that, which was fine. Um, so I do think that like a tick box, a List of actions to do, obviously, is ideal for everyone. Um, but Wonderlist was lacking that extra layer on the to-dos. Like, it was to-dos in a list, and that was it. Yep. Whereas with Trello, that's kind of... There's more layers, so I can see visually. So it's columns, and yep. you can have as many columns as you want, and then cards on those columns. So I can have a project in a column that is, like, pending. So the process could be... I'm still speaking to the client, Baxi, for example. Yep. We've got a shoot coming up uh, towards the end of the month. 23rd. So at the moment, that's... Including in- go-karting. Exactly. So that's impending at the moment because we're waiting to get a kind of a spec back on what they would like the video to be about. Yep. Then, uh, once we've gone through all that, and then 
will go shoot. Then that card will move over into the to-do list or, well, to-do or in process. Okay. And then where we're at. Um, so I'm looking at your list now and what we've got is we've got uh, columns, as you say, going down. Yeah, we've got yeah. pending, to-do, in-progress, review, and complete October 2017. So I guess what you're saying in terms of the wonder list is... Wonderless, you don't have much rich data in there, but no, with this... Be, it's literally a single column, whereas with this, what we're seeing is different stage. You're, you're able to f- essentially filter by stage, yeah. and then within those, you can have all the information. And what you do is you're basically moving something from pending all the way across to right yeah. with your due dates. One thing that's interesting on this is we don't have on this, and just looking at it now, and it's interesting doing this on the mic, is in progress... If I look at the Jobman, the knee pads mm-hmm. video that mm-hmm. we, you've done, is to me that looks like well, you don't have a deadline, Harry, so when is it going to be done? But if you go in and check the notes, Adam, you'll know. you'll know that I'm awaiting feedback. <laughs> no, exactly. That's what I'm saying is I think visually it might be nice to have in progress and then like waiting feedback or like waiting on client. And I always refer to it with I'm talking to 40, getting into a bit of like a consulting session here. But like playing a game of tennis when you're doing client work is who's, who's ball whose court is the ball in? Because uh, he has loads of projects. And I'm like, 40, when, why has that not been done? That? He's like, I'm waiting for that, I'm waiting for that, I'm waiting for that. And I'm like, okay, so we just need to make a reference point that the ball... My answer to that one is, though, that <clears throat> while that's in progress, it means that I continue to check in and chase up because I'm still waiting. Like, I've asked them for some feedback. Yep. Uh, like three times now. <laughs> so I follow up yeah, every yeah. so often because it's in progress because I still see it as something that still needs to be done. So I'm like, I still need this from you. Yep. Wait, still need this one. So in, in terms of this now, so if we look at something like our Improve Easy video, so we did a day with finance. We're looking at offering a finance package to members of Expert Trades. And this is something that Edie was involved with because she put the day together. Mm-hmm. How has this helped from a, from a teamwork perspective is we've got a video here. Having Edie, because Edie's the person that then needs to find this video, push it out and let people know we're doing this deal. How do you work with Edie when it comes to Trello? Um, well, or are you not, or just educate me on that? So at the moment, I'm not actually aware of how much, I don't know if Edie has access to my board, but at the moment what I do is fill in the information on the cards. I put all the locations, the information might be stored, so whether it's on Drive. So you physically link out to Google Drive. Link out to like Drive. Yep. And I know you have access to my board. Yep. So that's where you see it. I send you an email saying, done. If I yep. don't say done, you have no idea what I'm talking about, <laughs> and then just panic, <laughs> thinking it's something for you to do. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so as far as that, at the moment, I need to probably square that away with Edie. I, I, no, I already do. I already bring her in on those emails now as well. Perfect. So just to touch on that, and we're getting into, I know we're going to a bit of a, like a strategy thing and talking about how we do specific elements of the workflow. But the reason I mentioned the in-progress thing is because when I look at your board, I just visually go, okay, where are you? How much work mm. you got on your plate? And what can you work on? So it might be helpful for me. Don't know. Or even if it's just a colour tag and it's like waiting for client. Not mm. to make your board more complicated, but it yeah. shows it waiting for the client. Because as things scale up and we're doing four projects a month, it'd be nice to know what's in your court, what's in their court. And the reason I asked for that email is because I don't look at like the October complete list. That means not, literally nothing to me. Um, yeah, that's just instead of archive. Yeah, that's just for you reference of like what you've done that month. So on that, Harry moves everything across to a completed in October. So then next month we can then move it to November, and then we can see what's mm-hmm. been done in the month and how much what's the sort of output that we can do. But when Harry completes a project, he then emails me 
and says, so this one will be Improve Easy video complete. Mm-hmm. With the word complete. Yeah. <laughs> Not just Improve Easy video. <laughs> did that the other day. I was like, what do you need me to do? Um, so just to jump onto my workflow then is what happens is I use my, everyone sends me emails all day, every day. Um, it was interesting actually the other day is that I had uh, someone moaning at me in our Facebook group. Uh, because I didn't get back to them. Absolutely blowing up, weren't they? Blowing up because he sent me a Facebook message about an issue and then complained about our customer service and it's the thing that we really drive home and we're proud of. But I get about 80 messages to my Facebook Messenger a day. And I've just and if they're not your friends, it's a message request. Filtered into... And how do you even find those? It's buried know. in settings, it options. It goes via Hogwarts <laughs> by an owl. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, it just vanishes. Um, so you email me with a subject line this video has been done. Mm-hmm. And then my workflow from that is I go through my inbox and I very quickly archive a lot of stuff, just generally just a lot of stuff. Um, and then I'm currently in the process of setting up filters for clients. So clients okay. from specific email addresses will go into a certain inbox. When I go in, I can see client stuff first, see what's important. I'm trying to actually train the clients at the moment to say, if you need a response, and I actually wanted to put it in the foot of an email, but I realize it looks so egocentric, it's unbelievable, to like, if you need a response to this email within 24 hours, please call me. Because that, for me, that'll be perfect. Because my goal is, is to get into my inbox once a day for two hours, mm. do my inbox, probably at the beginning of the day, do my actions, and then get on my real work. Um, because the way that I see an inbox is other people wanting you to do tasks. So you sent me that done, and then what I do is I go through my inbox, and a client sent me this thing, but I don't want it sat in my inbox all the time. It's a task that I need to do, and you should never use your inbox as a task management tool. Edie, if you listen to the podcast, you should never use your inbox as a task management tool. So I then take the core parts of that, copy and paste it into Wonderlist, assign a deadline, assign a reminder, so then I am in full control of my Wonderlist. Compare that to Asana, where anyone else could dump stuff in there. Mm. That means that when I look at my wonder list, the stuff that I've deemed as important to do, it sits in there. So you have a reminder that's before the deadline on uh, Yeah, it's new. Because that was, that was the issue. Few, that, that was the main <laughs> issue I had with wonder list. Yep. It was like, okay, this needs to be done for here, then, and there. And then it just disappears off your list because it's not due. And then all of a sudden, on one day, you've got like six things that you completely forgot about because it's yeah. not it's not top of mind on the list yeah because the problem is is the due date is when it's due for the client for example yeah whereas you actually need to be writing five days before so you can mm. start work on it uh, yeah so you can set reminder dates in, in Wonderlist and um, then about every month I have to do a cleanse like I have to go through my actual Wonderlist and see like there's loads of stuff that's not been done so now what I'm actually trying to do is differentiate stuff in Wonderlist to be like my big, ugly, nasty projects that I need to do that are going to take me a shed ton of time that just need to get done, but they are going to move the business. Then I've got admin tasks. So I've got VIP tasks, then I've got tasks, and then I've got admin. So like you'll hear Edie today chase me up, Adam, can I, can I please just get an understanding of how much we spent at Toolfair? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, not a problem. For me, that's just admin. Like mm. it's not, once I get an hour at a weekend or whatever, I'll tick those boxes and send it across. But the problem that I found is I fill too much of my day up with just in-between stuff. Like ED asked me for that and I go and do it and it just breaks up my day. Mm. So for me now, it's about trying to build a process that means I get the big hard stuff done throughout the day and then we don't fill it up with this little crap in between. Mm. So I have, a, I have a challenge at the moment with when I've got a project on, so like a video I've got to do. It, it takes a fair bit of time, <clears throat> but... And obviously, I can I can ignore the admin side and leave that for a, 
another hour. Yep. It's not urgent. But obviously, because I have customer service to do as well, and mm. recently we've just had a bit of a, a few issues that we're having to keep on top of. Yep. That does take somewhat priority. So it's it messes with my flow briefly because it's it interrupts because obviously I can't ignore it. So that's a bit of a challenge at the moment. And I, th- I think that's one of the biggest problems that we've got with you still wearing two hats. Mm. And I think what we spoke about, uh, and it's actually coming in an upcoming episode, which is being on the defensive. It's, it's exactly yeah. that. It's because you still wear those two hats. It means you you can't excel at the. And there's the someone conflicting as well. It's not like they kind of con. Uh, they're not complementary. Con- exactly. Yeah. yeah, completely agree. It, they are completely separate. Um, but like you say, customer has an issue. It's our problem. Mm-hmm. We have to resolve it. Uh, but I can imagine that being really difficult when you're in the flow doing work, yeah. editing video, dealing with a client, whatever it is, and then this thing comes in. And it's like actually, I need to jump on that. I couldn't work like that. And I, yeah, that's one of the issues that we've got with not having the resource in the team full time to do customer support and customer success on just the app. But by building these processes in, understanding where you can add value three weeks of the yeah. month doing client work, uh, bringing revenue in, then that will pay for someone to come in and do customer support and success, which in turn will make the app even better uh, and give people the level of support that they need throughout that. Um, so what this has done, mate, this has gone from like, why are we doing formality? from a like real high level 100,000 foot view all the way to how do me and you do task management so hopefully people are going to take something away from this anything else you want to add no just to, just to cap it off uh, to reiterate it's not us becoming corporate it's just <laughs> it's just making everything work so much more like a well-oiled machine as opposed to uh, and we'll probably get this into the, this in uh, the next episode but having this structure allows you to plan ahead Yes, as opposed to just dealing with things as they happen. And and on that note, we'll probably do some Q&A before we we push that one out, but we're going to be shooting a a show which is around the difference between being on the defensive and the impacts it has on you, as one, as the business, and two, as the customers of the business, Um, and then how we're trying to flip that on its head so we can actually go on the attack. And when I mean go on the attack, it's about, like Harry said, building the processes up up front so you can add some deadlines and formality into what you're going to release and how do you carve up that time to make sure you can actually commit to deadlines rather than being on the yeah. defensive all the time. So that'd be an interesting show. And and for me, I know we've gone from like 100,000 foot view down to doing task management. I think the key thing is, is don't beat yourself up about it mm. because I'm I'm terrible for like, no, the team all need to be on this thing and then spending two, that, that you can go yeah, from one can, extreme to the al- other. You can almost obsess too much about getting the process in that you're actually spending more time figuring out a process than improving what you you can, li- you, you can literally spend too much time working out how to do work compared mm. to just doing yeah. work because there is a real fine line of going OTT and just process, process, process and actually looking at your output as a business and going, oh shit, I haven't done anything because I've been worrying about filling all these spreadsheets. Yeah. And just, just to pull back, I don't know we're, we're going back into the episode, but if you look at what we used to do, we used to have to do a daily tracker. Like, yeah. And and just to pull where that used to be is every single payment that went through Stripe, Alison had to document on a spreadsheet for me so I knew which bucket it fell into every single time, every day. So we had an office package, website package, uh, trade services, which is like logo that design and stuff like that. Every single one of them. And I wanted it by 8 o'clock the following morning. So I wanted to know where we were as a business. But I realized I didn't look at that for three or four days and then mm. jumped in. But it was two hours, two and a half hours out of the day doing that and often in the evening because it was late payments. Um, so I was like, actually, I do that once a week. So just give me the numbers once a week and just run a report. So on a Friday now, she just runs a report and sticks it in the numbers for me so I know where it is. Um, daily tracker for you and the numbers. Like, 
if you're not, don't build processes up, guys, especially if you're not physically in high demand of those numbers all the time. Yeah. So what we do now is rather than having a daily tracker, which I don't really do much with, and I personally think and strategize around it, now every Monday morning, so in about half an hour, you're going to put your numbers in. Yep. And then uh, at 9.15, 9 to 9.15, everyone's going to have the numbers put in. 9.15, I'm going to sit with Edie, look at the numbers for an hour, and work out what worked, what didn't, and then pull the relevant members of the team in to help. Yeah, because we were all sitting around here before. Again, it's just that. And that was that's a recent change. Four weeks ago, we all sat around the table and I wanted to go through the numbers. And then a week ago, whenever it was, I said, actually, like, I don't need you here, Harry. I don't need 40 here. Uh, and to be honest, like when we did the numbers, it pissed me off because 40 was there doing work. And then I realized, why the hell is he doing work when we're trying to review the numbers? And I realized because 80% of that conversation is not relevant to him. It's yeah. not his fault. It's my fault. So let's just get rid of him, sit at the table, and I'll pull him in when he's needed, if he's needed, because Ford has got loads of work to do. So he was using his time better than I was using his time. Yeah. Um, so I really appreciated that when I took, took a step back. It's like, why are you not listening to? He doesn't need to listen. Um, and then we're going to pull the relevant people in the team, work out the task for the week, choose two or three numbers to move that week. Because originally before we got like 15, 20 different KPIs that yeah. we follow. But then picking two or three, working out how to move the needle and then just repeating that and then just building like a pyramid of what works. Um, so yeah, there we are, mate. We'll do some Q&A for the next couple of episodes and then we'll get back into the one about going on the defense, which I think is good. And just as a side note, we are working hard to, one, add the structure in. Thanks for the questions. Uh, and I've challenged uh, Harry. Well, what we're going to do is try and work out if there's any software we can do to reduce this. Because we're sitting in an office and it feels like it's it just, might... It's the acoustics of the room and it sounds a bit, a bit hollow. New office coming soon, mate. Foam everywhere, Adam. <laughs> Foam everywhere. It will definitely like a startup. Foam on the walls, <laughs> beanbags in the middle, beer in Shoes the fridge. Shoes off at the door. <laughs> we just roll into the office. If someone has a question, Harry, how did they get in touch? They email Adam Harrison at they, they, email, <laughs> they email Adam Harrison at... <laughs> so, Let me say that again. They email us by emailing the address harrison at experttrades.com. Two T's in the middle, one S at the end. Super simple to email in. Guys, we know that we have... Loads of listeners of the show, and a lot of you um, are very kindly DMing. But what we want to do is want to learn more about you as a business owner. Like if you're doing a startup, if you're trying to build something now, whether you're like I was four years ago in a day job, listening to podcasts, trying to get the inspiration and motivation, get out of that job and start your own thing. We really want to know who the listeners of the show are. So if you do one thing, if you got through 30 minutes of us talking about spreadsheets, task management, and Phil Libin from Evernote, if you've got through this episode and you've got this far, then the one thing you have to do today is email Harrison and tell him, even if you don't have a question. Put that on your wonder list. Put it on one. your task management. Put it as number one task in the VIP area. Email Harrison, and even <laughs> if it's one line, just say you listen to the show, or if you have a question, or tell us a bit about yourself. We are dying to know who all these listeners are. Um, so that's your challenge for today. Cool. Let's leave it there. <laughs>